Party. Board and um, let's get this wonderful webinar started, everybody. I'm Margaret Schmidt. I'm the project manager for the Contract Education TAP, and I'm so pleased to offer this second in a series of two webinars that will help you develop a marketing and a sales campaign and a good plan specifically for your unit so that you can succeed in offering corporate training, um, contract education training to your local businesses. And we just appreciate all that you do in your local regions. I'm going to introduce Selena Shans. She will be our facilitator today. And if you were with us last week, you saw what an amazing presenter and facilitator she is. Selena, as a communications expert and marketing thought leader, has helped more than 500 education and workforce organizations across the nation build high performing brands and campaigns. These campaigns allow uh, students to become empowered, to, to embrace their potential and motivate employers to be part of the process. Selena has earned over 75 global awards, including a 2021 Gold Stevie Award for Communications Campaign of the Year. And she will have her contact information at the end of our PowerPoint today. And this PowerPoint is being recorded and it will be uploaded to a website so that you can share it with your colleagues that weren't able to attend or if you wanna refer back to it later. Um, and that will be on the Upskill California website. Give us about a week before all of that gets transferred over, but all of the contracted resources will be there. So with that said, I want to just welcome Selena. So happy to have her as part of our team and turn the presentation over to her. Oh, thanks so much, Margaret. And once again, hats off and thank you to you and Faith for all your years of service in the TAP role. And we are going to miss you. Their last day is September 30th. I'm trying to find a way to keep them on board with me and do some really fun projects because I really love working with them and uh, we're gonna miss you greatly. Um, so today is really the second webinar in this series. And uh, what I thought we would do is a, just a real quick overview of what we covered in webinar one and then really focus on developing a marketing and sales plan. And this is so critical because you're pulled in so many different directions. And so having a plan is kind of like a roadmap. And I'd love to get some dialogue going in the first 30 minutes of the webinar with some of you to maybe start thinking about, you know, uh, a goal that you've had for your contract ed unit or conversely, a really big challenge that you haven't been able to solve. And we can kind of create a mini plan around that one uh, point that you're bringing to the, to the team. And then we're going to go over um, employer touch points and tools to support your plan and then where to find the tools and templates. So that's sort of our lineup for today. And if we think back last week, what we did is really focus on uh, the first, the, in the simplest terms, you know, we do marketing and sales. The marketing is the building of awareness of your organization and brand to your potential customers. If you remember last week, we spent a lot of time on figuring out what is your unique selling proposition? What are the, what is a good message? How do you construct a good message and how do you apply that, right? Um, today, we're gonna get into the sales piece, which is about turning that viewership into profit and converting those potential customers into actual ones. And to do that, you do have to have a plan because it takes multiple touch points 
to get an employer to engage. And just think about that, you know, uh, maybe some of your current employers, how long did it take for you to get them engaged? It wasn't maybe just one phone call. It was several things that you did to get them to the table. So we're going to talk about ways to do that in tools and strategies. Um, okay, so with that, the first thing, and Faith has the is going to post in the chat box the link to download this PowerPoint. So if you don't have it and you want to follow along, there's a link there where you can download. All right, so there's a lot of ways to tackle this planning process, if you will. Um, I, I don't like the word strategic planning because I think when everybody hears it, they start yawning and going, oh my gosh, I can't do it. But what this really is, is, is action planning for you. Like you got to sort of set priorities. There's so many things that you all have to do in a day. So it, just coming up with maybe two broad goals of things that you really want to accomplish during the fiscal year and then building on that, what are you going to do to make that happen and measure it? So how we're going to do this today is look at these different elements um, and, and kind of have some examples. Um, if you're just coming on, if you could put yourself on mute, that would be great. So the goal then is, is really broad-based future focus outcome statements of something that you want to achieve for your contract education unit, but you write it as though you've already achieved it. So an example may be um, employers value what we do and as such, we have high market penetration. Well, that may or may not be true. Employers may not value it all and you may not have high market penetration, which by the way is all measurable. But that's something you really achieve, you want to aspire to. So that's an example of a goal, okay? And we'll give you another couple of examples and then we'll workshop some together. A strategy then aligns to that goal. It describes your approach to achieving the goal. It's what you're going to do. So let's say if our goal was said employers value what we do and as such we have high market penetration, what are some of the things that we would have to do as a strategy? Well, maybe one of the things is we have to get a baseline assessment of their current perceptions. So maybe going through that USP uh, exercise that we did in the first webinar might be a good strategy because if you want them to value you, you got to figure out what they're currently thinking about you, right? So maybe getting a base on of their perceptions would be a strategy, right? And then a tactic would be all your individual steps that you would have to achieve that strategy. So if you're getting a baseline of their perceptions, maybe you would deploy the USP, uh, you would develop a USP and test it. Uh, you would develop the survey tool. Those are action steps that would help support the strategy. Um, another example, if, that, if our goal was to say employers value what we do and as such, we have high market penetration. Maybe another goal is, reposition contract ed units so they see the value. You know, that's a strategy right there. What would you have to do for that? Well, you'd have to really articulate your unique selling proposition at all your touch points. Is it on your website? Is it on your flyers, handouts? Maybe um, you would do some outreach and talk about your services. So it all kind of lines up between the goal, the strategy and the tactic. Um, but what I find is, you know, we'll be sitting around in meetings and people will say things like, okay, I am going to do more social media to employers. That's a tactic. 
The question I would have is why? Why do you want to do that? What's the strategy behind it? Uh, maybe it is that you're repositioning contract ed, or maybe you're trying to improve your market penetration, but you see there has to be a reason there. Otherwise, you're doing a whole lot of things, but not really understanding the reason why and understanding how to measure it. Um, conversely, you've probably been in a lot of meetings where a lot of big thinking's going on, a lot of strategies are being thrown out, but not a lot of how are we going to get there, the tactical execution behind it. So it's really important when you build these plans, especially many of you who are single practitioners, as you don't bite off more than you can chew. You really focus in on, you know, what are your key priorities? Um, objectives then are quantitative measures of how you're achieving the strategies and the goals. So if my goal again in this example was employers value what we do and as such we have high market penetration, I would calculate the market penetration I currently have. So how you would do that is, um, let's say you segment your, uh, you're focusing on high growth sectors. So let's say you're focusing on healthcare. How many healthcare providers are in your service area and what percentage of those healthcare providers do currently engage with you? That would be your market penetration rate for healthcare, right? So maybe you have then a, a quantitative measure by a certain date, maybe six months from now, you're going to increase that market penetration by 0.5% or 1% or whatever that is. Um, that way you're sort of staying on track. So these are important concepts so that you're doing the right things. And here, I'm gonna give you another example and then maybe we can workshop some. So, so maybe start thinking about what a goal is you have and put it in the chat box so we can kind of look at it and workshop it together. If you don't have a goal in mind, then maybe put in the chat box a challenge you're having, a really difficult challenge, and we'll, we'll try to flip that on its head. So here's another example. So a goal. Our contract ed unit is top of mind with businesses in our service area considering high quality training. Now that may or may not be true, but that may be that's something you really want to aspire to. Um, this can be measurable. Um, we'll get to that measure in just a second, but let's just say this is your aspirational goal, right? There are a lot of ways we, we could get there. A lot of things, uh, what approaches, if you will. So one of the strategies could be develop a proactive campaign to raise awareness of services um, to new manufacturing companies. And by new meaning ones that you have no longer worked with. That could be a strategy. What are the action steps then if you're going to take this on and do a, a, um, a, cat, a campaign? Well, here's a bunch of them. You could use the toolkit that we've provided, tailor the one-page flyer that details the benefits of service offerings. And when you do that, I would tailor it specifically to solve the challenges of manufacturing companies, okay, because that's our target here. Um, identify the top 20 potential customers. So who are the top 20 manufacturers out there that you have not met with that you feel could really benefit from your services? Um, ask to connect with potential manufacturer professionals via LinkedIn. Maybe create a needs assessment for initial meeting. Um, establish Zoom meetings with decision makers. So you see those are all action steps, if you will that would help lead us to uh, developing uh, or uh, me measuring the success of our proactive campaign. 
And then overall, your objectives then that would maybe tie in by a certain date, appointments with the top 20 manufacturers will be secured, or maybe 50% will be secured, whatever you think is the goal there. And then by another date, 10% of the top manufacturers will be closed, okay? Um, so this is a, an example, a kind of a template for you all to follow, if you will. Um, another question I have is, what measure could you add to specifically track your stated goal? So let's think about this. We all want to be top of mind. Let's just say this is a goal with businesses in our service area. So what are some of the ways that you could track that? How do you know if you're top of mind? And this is, can, be, can be kind of tough because now we're asking you to get into kind of measuring. Any thoughts on that? Top of mind. How about 10% of the businesses that are contacting you, 10% um, of the businesses that are contacting you uh, have heard about you and they want more information or 40% or whatever that's going to be. So you've got businesses that are calling you all of a sudden and or repeat customers could be it as well. Make sense? Okay, you guys are very quiet today. Um, okay, so Faith is, saying, Faith is saying unmute. So what I wanna do, and I wanna get you guys putting things in the chat box here, um, take a moment and think about a goal for your contract ed unit. And if it's a strategy or a tactic, it doesn't matter because we can flip everything. Something that you wanna do that you've, for your contract ed unit, it doesn't matter if it's a goal or not because we can, flip it on its head and kind of work backwards in it. And it's really important, I think, to understand these concepts again, because a lot of times you'll be doing a lot of stuff and not really know why. And so this is gonna help bring some structure and measures to it. So any thoughts on that? Lori, do I need to call on you? You and I had chatted earlier. Do you wanna come on and unmute and put your video on and just plus kind of, chat about your contract ed unit. Thank you for coming on and chatting. I think people always get a lot when, when others come on and just talk. Is there any challenge that you're having right now or something that we should be thinking about? Um, not a challenge so much as, um, well, there was a challenge in trying to get, um, you know, more uh, awareness out in the community of our contract ed unit. And what we had done, because I run both community ed and contract ed. So okay. yep. we have a, a catalog that goes out and we were combining both community classes and contract classes in one catalog. And it goes out to, you know, thousands of households. So in looking at how we were doing that, we thought, you know, those are really two different markets, you know, that we're trying to target. And I think we were mixing up the message by putting it all in one. So we separated it out where now our business training center for all our professional classes has its own mailer and it goes strictly out to businesses and community ed is just community ed and that goes to households. And so this semester we actually were able to um, see more, um, you know, people were recognizing the businesses where, you know, we would have meetings with them. They go, oh, I just got your flyer. These classes. Oh, are okay. So, so the businesses were now, you know, we were getting our brand out there and, and a little more um, exposure, you know, to taking that different 
um, you know, marketing plan as opposed to the way we were doing it in the past. So that was really something we tried new this month or this uh, semester, and it really it turned out pretty positive. I love that, and there's so many good tips uh, in what you just said because not one size does not fit all right and so to segment out and say wow they're really two different things and so you've got your contract ed messages you know in this one catalog which is going to appeal to the businesses and what they need around training and your other services so it's a really smart so you did a segmentation strategy which was fantastic and what I heard in there was a strategy, which is around, we want to increase awareness of what we do in the business community. And you did that tactically through your segmentation strategy and the catalog. So let's talk about why you did that. And I know that kind of seems obvious, but um, was there a reason that you wanted to increase awareness? Well, we, we create so many great professional development programs and, you know, we, we seem like we're the best kept secret in town. Yes. You know, some companies say, wow, we didn't know you offer this yes. stuff. This is yes. great stuff. We want to take it. It's like, well, you know, we were just not sending out the right message in the right way. So they knew we had all this great stuff to offer. Exactly. So a goal then that may be associated with that is, um, we're going to increase our sales and our contract ed unit by achieving a larger customer base, yeah. right? Or, uh, you know, that's kind of it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tie it in now to a measure and kind of a goal, like business in the area are, are where and value our services, right? Uh, so that we can increase our sales. Then you can actually measure your sales, right? And how much they've gone up and, and ask actually how many have actually seen the, um, catalog because when they call and talk to you you can say well how did you hear about us and then you can track kind of that referral source and say wow we've got like 15 new customers just in the last month just seeing that catalog so that strategy really worked so yeah, yeah. with the registration system that we use we use course storm and so we were able to actually track um, in our dashboard track the enrollments for like last semester to this semester and we definitely saw an increase so wow that's fantastic well you've got good um uh, janice is saying in the chat box here she does oversee contract and community ed programs two separate audience so i think that strategy alone you've brought to the table is super helpful um and then chris asked a question how did you get the addresses and contact information for the businesses so you could send out the catalogs Good question. Yeah, there's a printing company here locally, and we just hired the printing company. We create the, the marketing piece, send it over to them, and then we told them we want all businesses with five employees or more in all of these zip codes. And so that company put together the list and mailed out for us. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that's a really great. I thank you for sharing that, Lori. That's really um, very positive. Anybody else want to share or have any other thing they're grappling with? Um, again, I think this is a great process to just kind of see what other folks are doing. Uh, Faith, too, do you see John Milburn on? Uh, you're on mute, uh, Faith. Yes. Just John is on. Uh, do you, would you like me to? Uh, yes, I'm on. 
Hey, John, how's it going? Hi, Hi Selena. Good. How are you? Good. Thank you for standing by. I want to I want to go into this next section and kind of set up some things. And then I'm going to have John talk about how he did his campaign um, bagging into behind every employer. And so uh, thanks, John, for making sure and back from your meeting. I appreciate it. <laughs> OK, anybody else have any other strategy, tactic or anything maybe that's working really well that you just want to share with the group? And if not, we will move on. OK, fantastic. Hey, by the way, Lori, is your catalog online? Yes, it is. Okay, so we can maybe take a, a peruse over to your website. Maybe if you can drop the link in the box and that way people could see the catalog and how you did it. Um, the other thing you could do with that, Lori, which just occurred to me is on your LinkedIn, and you know, we've done a lot with LinkedIn in, in, in series and stuff. You could take little snippets from your catalog and just create posts, little mini sound bites for, for yep. LinkedIn and tagging certain companies that you think might work. That's another way to uh, retool content, which is really important because catalog is a heavy lift, right? And so now that you've got all that, how do you kind of get it out in pieces uh, to that? You can, I, I've got some other ideas when we go into the toolkit for you. So uh, stay tuned on that. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put the link into the chat, but um, wanted to say, so what we did, we really streamlined. It's not a full catalog. It's a mailer that we did. It, oh, okay. it opens up. It opens up, and then the classes are here. But uh, management decided to let's just find our niche. Let's not offer too many classes. Let's just you know we've done surveys in the community, and so what we have listed are kind of I think maybe ten different classes that businesses were requesting the most. And so mm -hmm. it was based on response of the feedback that we had received from businesses. So you won't see a lot of classes, but they're the ones that are the most asked for. So I'll put that link in there. And that's another strategy because people think, oh, we have to throw spaghetti at the wall and show them everything we do, right? And in reality, marketing and outreach is really about narrowing. What are, what are the ones, most, like when we do student and consumer campaigns, we focus on a profile of students who are likely to enroll. Same thing with businesses, who is likely to engage with you and why? So um, great strategy there. Thank you so much, Lori. Very cool. All right, let's move on here now and then talk about uh, the importance of strategic touch points. This statistic always blows my mind and that research shows it takes anywhere between five and 12 touch points to get a lead to convert. What is a touch point? A touch point can be, they saw Lori's uh, catalog. They connected with her on LinkedIn. Uh, maybe she had a meeting with them or she sent a flyer or a campaign. Five, they've got to hear you about five to 12 times before they'll even notice you, which is a lot of touch points. This is an eye-opening uh, graphic I'm going to show you because it'll show you need multiple tools and rich content for that outreach. 80% of sales, again, requires five, at least five follow-ups minimum after the initial contact, but 45% of salespeople give up after one. So think through your practice and doing outreach. Only 8% of salespeople follow up five times. So, you know, if they don't respond and you send an email, that's just one touch point. So what are the ways that you can create these touch points? And we've actually developed tools uh, to help you with this. 
So I'm going to roll through these and in your package, package there's a places to download, but we've done webinars on how to all apply all of these. So contract ed video. And I believe someone on the call last week was like, oh, I'm going to use that video. But this is a video on what is contract ed and why should businesses learn more about it. So you could even post this up on LinkedIn, your social media accounts. You could send it to a brand new contact and say, hey, you may not even know that colleges, that our college does this. Um, and so this is just an excellent, very short kind of commercial for you that you can use. That's a touch point. Here's another touch point, advertising. And we'll, John will be talking, John and I will be talking about this and using digital ads, but we've made, ready-made these ads for you where you can drop in different messages, your logo, you know, all kinds of things if you want to go out and do social media advertising, uh, paid advertising. There's a LinkedIn toolkit that you can also uh, utilize as well, which is the number one platform for what you are doing. And, you know, I love this because you may not have full control over your social media accounts at your college, but you do have control over your own LinkedIn profile. And remember the personal marketing resume that we did last week that's what you're doing on LinkedIn. You're really showcasing that personal marketing resume and all of the great qualities that you bring to the table as a practitioner. So don't underestimate branding you through LinkedIn. Um, for those of you who don't have money for ads, but you just want to do some industry-specific posts on social media, we have all the copy and all the images that you can take and, and just tool for your, again, your LinkedIn accounts, Twitter, whatever you're using to reach out to employers. So I want to remind you about that because that is an important touch point. And then an editable fact sheet. So Lori, one of the things you may want to do is let's say you're going after a certain group of customers in a specific industry. You could just take this fact sheet and slap on the pertinent details about the classes that you think would be interested in and just send them an email and say, hey, I thought you'd be really interested in this, right? So it becomes kind of a mini one-on-one -on -one campaign just using a fact sheet. That's a great idea, great idea. Retool that rich content that you have, uh, definitely. And then here, um, if you wanna in, in, uh, access the entire toolkit, we've got a download uh, link here. Um, everything that you want, the images, um, all of that. And I would refer you back to our previous webinars on how to really apply these. We go into detail for each one. So really, when you think of it, uh, before we get into these innovations, what we've accomplished here in the first webinar and up to, up to this point is we figured out we've got to brand you as a practitioner and brand your contract ed unit. How do you do that? You do that through a unique selling proposition uh, and figuring that out, testing it against your clients so that you can position your contract ed unit with very valuable, uh, very high value propositions for the employer, right? You take those messages and you apply it to all these tools as touch points. And, and before you do all that, kind of create two goals, two or three goals, some strategies and everything. So that becomes your roadmap and you can monitor how you're doing as you go along. So really that's it from A to Z and uh, what we've accomplished here. And we're gonna post all of these up on the Upskill California website. And that's gonna be, um, you know, by the end of the month, we'll have a section there where all this information will be there for you all.
Okay, so let me pause there and see if there's any questions in the chat. Faith, you've been monitoring that. Oh, Janice, I love it. Janice says this video is included in my email signature line. Drop the mic. That is so brilliant, Janice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So really putting the tools to, to work for you. Okay. Um, any questions, just keep them coming in the chat and anything from webinar one or two. And then we're going to move now into new innovations in contract ads, sales and marketing. And I'm really excited about this because this takes everything we've been talking about and putting it in a very concentrated, proactive campaign. And um, the campaign is called Behind Every Employer. If you go to behindeveryemployer.com, you will see the website. I've got it here on a, a next slide. But what is it? It's a national campaign that connects companies with education and workforce organizations across the country. That's it in a nutshell. It also provides you uh, with language that you can steal from the website that articulates value propositions of your services and the benefits um, of engaging. Uh, we're doing this full capacity marketing in conjunction with the Coalition on Adult Basic Education and Skills USA um, as a national place to show businesses the power of education. A lot of people in different communities, it's like, it's like what Lori's saying, with best kept secret, they don't even know what we do, right? So it really is an awareness building campaign. And here's the top mural of the site. And it's a very simple website to educate um, businesses on what workforce and education practitioners do. So one section of the site really talks about ways to engage. And this is great language for you to pull down and use. And it's based on that last webinar, what is a good message? So it's uh, talent recruitment, advisory boards, apprenticeship, um, you know, tired of wasting money on recruitment efforts that pay too much time. We match our students with your open positions for hiring for work-based learning opportunities, such as internships and apprenticeships. So it just gives you kind of a snippet of a good message. The other component on the website is a locator map. You are not on this locator map. I would encourage you to click on the link in your PowerPoint and there'll be a section in there that says, get on the locator map. You just fill out that form and then COA will put you on the locator map. Now this is important because we are doing ad campaigns to push people to behindeveryemployer.org people being businesses. So if you're on the locator map and, and let's say they can put in, hey, I'm interested in work-based learning or a training, and this is my zip code, you want your college to pop up in their area, right? So it's a referral source and there's no charge for that. So I've got a slide in here on uh, get on the locator map. There's also another toolkit on you becoming a proud partner of behind every employer. Okay, so those are all action steps for everybody to take on the call. Now, we have renegades on the call like John Milburn, <laughs> who came to us and what we're doing is um, building out a lead generation campaign for colleges that want to participate. And so John came to us and we actually um, are gonna talk about his campaign now, which we, how, and you can see how we co-branded the Behind Every Employer campaign, which is powered by College of the Canyons. And before we get into it, here's the little microsite 
that was developed for John. It looks very similar to the national site and it has a contact form and it allows us to do advertising to push businesses to this for more information. So John, I'm gonna pull you in here before I get into the nuts and bolts of the campaign. Can you maybe just set the stage? Maybe people know about College of the Canyons and how you're configured, but maybe spend some time talking about how you're configured within your unit and the types of services you have. Sure, thank you, Selena. Um, so as most of you know, my name is John Milper and I'm the Interim Vice President of Workforce and Economic Advancement here at College of the Canyons. <clears throat> and um, I'm also the Executive Director of ETI, or Employee Training Institute, which is um, our contract education business unit. Um, and, uh, you know, as we, um, uh, the, way, the way we're organized is we're very small. We don't have a lot of employees, as many of you probably don't either, um, to run, especially to run contract education. Um, we have uh, the Employee Training Institute, which is our customized contract education business unit. That's, you know, 100% cost recovery, as you all know, mandated by Ed Code. Um, and in that division, I have... Um, we just reclassed our program coordinator. Her new title is now Client Relations Liaison. Um, and we went with that fancy title a little bit to, to avoid uh, certain internal college titles like specialist or coordinator that uh, have kind of specific meanings at the college. So we went with liaison because it is unique and we wanted this to be clear that this person in this position was um, working with businesses on behalf of the college and um, helping coordinate and facilitate their uh, enrollment into contract ed fee-based programs. So our, our ETI um, client relations liaison is Jossie Hogan. Um, some of you may know her, she's wonderful. Uh, and really she has was my only full-time employee besides me for all these years. Um, but we hired a college assistant about five years ago and our college assistant really took to this work. Uh, she understands ETP. Um, she understands the tracking uh, that we have to do and um, really good with numbers. Uh, well, as it turns out, uh, five years later of her being a college assistant and getting progressively and progressively more hours and more work from us, um, she just applied for and, and received and earned uh, a full-time classified position. So I now have two full-time people in my business unit, which I'm very excited about. Um, and she is our ETI program technician. And so we're structured to have somebody kind of focusing on the data and technician, you know, and, and, and get all the data in there, the uploading to ETP and all that kind of stuff, um, as well as, as, you know, all the interactions with our business folks. Um, in addition, we've done some cool things where an individual, Justin Wallace, many of you may know him, um, is uh, employed by the Office of Instruction at the college, not by my division. But I supplement his salary to work on contract education projects. And that way, we're able to have, um, he's our director of business partnerships and workforce engagement already anyway, and it makes sense for him to be connected with contract ed. And he has taken the time to learn contract education and the employment training panel funding. So he is really helpful to our business unit. I pay for a small percentage of his time to help us. He probably gives us more than that because he's a very capable individual and, and he, it fits in with the other work he's doing too. So we look for those synergies to leverage funding and employees. Um, we've done that again with a second employee, our director of employer engagement through Strong Workforce. Uh, that's Paula Hodge, 
uh, and many of you may know Paula uh, from her past role as a regional director um, in, um, you know, uh, in, uh, in uh, IT and digital media. Well, she is now really overseeing connecting employers with students, connecting, using technology to um, help onboard uh, employers looking to fill jobs and students looking to find work and, and everything else involved with that arena. So that's a little bit about how we're structured. We also receive grants. We, uh, you know, run um, back to work programs uh, to uh, job seeker type programs where we leverage other funding um, and those kinds of things. So sorry for going on so long about that, but just to give a little context, it may be helpful to some of you about how we're structured. Um, and we've been here for a couple decades uh, doing this work. Um, so, so yeah, that's, we have that going for us too. I think that's great. And if you have questions, make sure you pop them in the chat for John. Um, you know, one of the things I like about how you all are set up and, and I know you're constantly working to look at the synergies between all of the people at your college who touch employers, Correct. right? Because that's a touch point, right? And so like if Justin is well-trained and contracted and everything, and he's meeting with an employer, it becomes off more of a consultative, how can we help you? If they're not ready for training, then there's some other options, right? In terms of the employer. So I really like that. And, and by the way, that was, that strategy was reflected in your campaign website. So if you look up here, you see College of the Canyon stands ready to serve employers in our region to help them compete. Then you've got a little button here that says ways to engage with us. Well, if you go down uh, their website here, these are the buckets of uh, services that they wanted to promote in the campaign. So it wasn't just training, although that was a big part of it. They wanted to do internships, talent recruitment, and business and, and industry leaderships team, which is a kind of a regional uh, collaborative they have going. And it's interesting because if you look at all these, it says, yes, I, I want more information. All that does is lead to a contact form. So it's a very simple landing page that basically helps John and his team with uh, sharing the value propositions of this. And then we go out and we do advertising to push people to that contact form. So John, when you came to us, you had, uh, I think a little bit of funding and you're like, I really want to do some advertising and campaigns. Why don't you talk about um, why you felt an employer campaign was needed in your area? What, what challenges were you trying to tackle with this campaign? Absolutely, you know, even though we've been here many years um, and, you know, have a long relationship with many employers, I found that a lot of people that we knew have left or they've moved on to other positions. So a lot of our contacts um, weren't as fresh as they, you know, should have been. And it's kind of coming out of the pandemic too, you know, where we, you know, the great shuffle. Um, so I was looking at all these businesses and driving around our area and realizing, wow, I've never talked to that business. I've never talked to those guys. I never talked to those. I mean, there's way more businesses that I haven't engaged with here than we have. And um, and so I realized, you know, we we've just got to step this up. Um, and and a lot of like I mentioned earlier, even some of our contacts at some of our long term client type companies had changed. So we had new people. Um, and so we really wanted to connect more with businesses to let them know about everything that the college has to offer um, and make sure that we engage with them. You know, we've we've grown our non credit offerings. Uh, into what we call the School of Personal and Professional Learning. So not community ed, but non-credit. And, um, and that we've grown, you know, from maybe 10 course offerings to over 200. 
in that area. So this is another value add for me when I talk to businesses. Are you aware of all of these, you know, quote unquote, free classes um, that are available through our non-credit? And that way we are engaging with them with value add. We're not asking for them to buy anything and we're looking. So, so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get that connection started with new leads, um, with individuals that had indicated an interest. Uh, so we want them to be fairly warm lead, not a cold lead. We know that there's folks that, you know, they're busy. They didn't have time to find out. They don't know who to contact. Um, and we know they're out there. So we wanted to, you know, reach them. And that's when, yes, we had some additional funding. And um, I believe, Selena, you had already done a, a campaign with our career and technical education folks. Yes, uh, yes. And, and they were saying, wow, we got, you know, we the touch points were in the tens of thousands. And um, and we're and so I was very excited about that too because having a marketing background, I know that when they're ready to buy or ready to engage or ready to uh, you know bring us on for training, that we need to have touched them several times. They need to have seen our name, know about our services. Those frequency of uh, seeing us that you mentioned earlier is critical to when a person makes um, kind of the buying decision or the uh, I decide to go ahead and do this. So. That's the other side. I wanted them to hear hear from us, know that we're here and we're strong. The college, the COVID did not stop us. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things to communicate. So we really wanted to re-engage. Absolutely. And I just really want to highlight one of the things, one of the impressive parts about the work that you all do at College of the Canyons is that Again, you look at synergies across everybody that's touching an employer. You're not just going out there and saying, sell, sell, sell. It's like, what value add can we bring to the table? Maybe training is not an option for that company right then and there, but you've got all these other resources. So that makes you a, a resource with depth and breadth and, and actually helps you be top of mind. It's like, oh, I've got a problem. Well, I'm going to call John because he helped me out with this before, right? Exactly. So it's really a powerful consultative model that you have. Um, this is just some visuals that went along with some of uh, John's ads. Uh, of course, it had text to it when we were posting on social media. And we, we targeted businesses, uh, small businesses on Facebook. And then we did a lot with Twitter and LinkedIn as well, because those tend to be the B2B mediums that, that folks you know, are really looking at. Um, the other thing we did is got a list from John of his current contacts. So that way, when we're going out, um, we can maybe touch them again, do some reverse engineering, and also reach out to, to new ones as well. So and Selena, I, uh -huh. I noticed there's a question in the chat, if I could answer it real quick. Oh, please, yes. Um, from Janice. Yes, our, uh, our, um, the question is, is your school's non-credit under the same umbrella as not-for-credit? No. Uh, uh, non-credit is under the Office of Instruction, and not-for-credit is under Workforce, my division. But we decided to work together. Um, I, you know, I'm a bridge builder and a collaborator. I'm not looking to stand alone and build a silo. Um, you know, there's, a, there's enough of that already. Uh, and so, you know, it's a little bit risky for contract ed to get involved with other parts of the college sometimes. Um, but, but you know, with good colleagues, you can you can do that outreach. And that way we decided, hey, we want to start. Employers don't need to know credit, non-credit, not for credit. Yes. Employers want to know, can they get the skills they need, the individuals that they're training? And if they and if 
and we always, you know, if they want credit uh, for the individuals or the individuals looking for credit, we're always interested in that because we're a college, uh, of course, that never goes away. But we try to just make it seamless and not talk um, language and lingo and acronyms that they won't maybe know or don't understand and get confused. You can see when their eyes glaze over, you know, totally. so we we wanted it just to be what do you need? We've got tons of educational opportunities, different delivery methods right away, degree oriented, transfer, uh, certificate. Uh, what do what do your folks need? What do your employees need? And what do the community members need? And that's how we approach it. And that's where we started to really build those bridges and um, and work together, just like we're we're under the same umbrella, but but we're actually not. And so that takes a little extra effort. So I think that's a great question. Uh, the, the last thing about that I'll say is we have talked about joining it under one umbrella. We just have not taken any steps to do that yet, but it's, it's something we've discussed too. So. And what's cool about coming under a campaign umbrella, like behind every employer, it's just an inspirational message to share a value proposition of what you do for employers. They don't care if it's in a certain division or whatever. And you can see how John and his team has packaged this. So, you know, it's a benefit whether you're in, in the same or not to come together because at the end of the day, if you have more employers engaged with your college, there's more opportunities to cross sell, cross promote and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. and right. And we're, all, we're, we're always trying to add value, you know, and yeah. whether, um, whether it's right under my division or not, the follow-up question looks like, um, do you offer four credit programs of contract ed? That is possible. And I have done that one time. That is a whole uh, process to offer credit classes under contract ed, uh, but it is possible. It's just a bit of work. Um, and um, I think there's someone on the call that can tell you about that. And her name happens to be Belle Gomez. She does know quite a bit about that. I reached out to her. Sorry, get Belle to put you on the spot. Oh <laughs> but, yes, hi, how are you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> good, I just, I, I know you've done some credit uh, under contract ed. So I just mentioned it because um, we do have to know our colleagues that have done this type of thing and reach out to them so we can get the inside scoop. And Bell helped me tremendously. Uh, Bell, maybe you just speak, a, if you want, Selena, speak a minute yeah. about that question. That would be great. Okay. Yeah. Take wow, it away, Thank Bell. you. Uh, <laughs> um, well, thank you, John. Um, and you're, you guys are awesome. So thank you. Uh, but in terms of college credit in it, it does get a little bit complicated because there are moving parts and you have to collaborate um, closely with admissions and you want to be able to make sure that um, they're able to get that into the course schedule um, for the college credit component, but also not open it up to the entire wide world for, um, you know, for the general public to enroll in these courses. And so you have to consistently work in the background, make sure that, you know, you cover uh, your bases and making sure that uh, admissions, you know, um, is covered for, for their time. Sometimes they ask for that. Um, I have a good enough relationship when I've, I haven't had that happen and we were able to kind of reduce like, hey, we get a cut from this contract or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, but I do throw that out there because maybe your admissions may try to negotiate something like that for the time that their staff is spending on um, doing this block enrollment. We try to do it very clean. Um, and very streamlined. We try to gather all the information up front um, from, from the employer and we 
block enroll these individuals, get them um, also their student ID numbers, everything. And we present a very clean spreadsheet and then make sure that we get approvals from all the signatures that are needed from the deans, the VPs, and make sure that the instructor leading the training is approved by the dean of that um, particular program so that they could be a faculty member delivering those college credit components. Um, so those are the main key highlights. I'm sure John already like covered all of these, but those were the minor little hurdles that I had to like jump over each time. And I would, it's like peeling an onion. I would find out one more thing <laughs> and another thing. And I'm like, yeah. sure, what more can you throw at me? I will overcome that, um, you know, as I'm like crying as I peel this onion, cause you know, you know, onions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Bell, that is well stated because when I was setting out on this, uh, I contacted Bell and asked her, I knew you've done this before. And, and she just walked me through it. And I can't tell you how invaluable that is because she warned me of some of the things to expect. And doing um, four credit programs under contract ed is a whole nother set of things as Bell just articulated there. Um, and one of the big ones is budget is really watching your expenses and making sure that you're fully recovering those costs because that can get out of hand once you start working with those faculty members sometimes, depending on their contract. Um, and you're trying to deliver that program that's identical to the credit program, you, you have to. Right. So yeah, there's some moving parts. I wouldn't start that as a novice, but definitely have some experience under your belt with general contract education before you attempt to do something like that. And then talk to the experts, i.e. Bell, um, before. <laughs> um, yeah, that's also another um, special component. So I would dig deep. I would also involve um, HR just to make sure uh, yeah. because of the budget line item. But I would, you know, talk to the instructor up front. I'm like, what is your current rate? I will match that, whatever it may be. And I would budget for that up front. Um, so when I give a proposal to the company, they know how much it's going to cost or if I'm, you know, using whatever funding. Um, how much is through the funding, how much is through the employer if there's a cost share. Um, because yeah, faculty doesn't, they don't want to get paid less. <laughs> right. And I mean, I, I don't think anybody does anyway, but, but sometimes you're willing to negotiate certain things, but when it's for college credit, you have to be careful on that component and also pick a faculty member that will not go over their load. That is a bad, bad thing. Academic affairs will come after you. <laughs> and don't be upset. <laughs> so, right. I haven't had this that is... happen, but yeah. but if they go over their load, if it's a part-time person, then they're forced to hire them as a full-time faculty person, and they they will be so upset at you. So make sure you pick someone with you know room and their load, um, or room whatever it may be, or you're not throwing off the whole department's load. There's other things that you have to factor in. So um, those those are, I know it's too much detail, but you have to be able to account for those things um, in addition to the budget and the mission and who you're trying to serve and deliver with quality. Right, yeah. right. I really applaud you and John both for setting up these types of models because they're not easy to set up, number one. Uh, but number two, when you really drill down to it, it is around employer engagement because you're making it easier for the business to see your value. You do the heavy, they don't want to know how the clock is made. They just want to know what time is it, right? And so if you're doing all that behind the scenes work, it's going to make your value proposition even stronger. So fantastic job, just fantastic. Now, um, in John's thank you, John. campaign, thank you, oh, thank, yeah, you Bill. thank you, Bill. Thank you. 
Um, on John's campaign, one of the things that we talked about, or one of the things we did is we set up um, kind of an appointment lab that went with the advertising. So that way we could track on who's clicking on the advertising, who's a lead. We actually did a little survey out. And then we had an appointment lab to walk them through and get additional touch points to them, either sending an email campaign, texting, or that kind of thing, and then calling them on John's behalf to set up an appointment. So here was the kind of the end game of the campaign. This was like a six week campaign. Um, this one, John, really hit your goal of getting seen. There was 194,000 impressions on LinkedIn and Twitter targeting all businesses and organizations in your service area. So of those, there was 96,000 unique views of the ads during the campaign. So that's the reach. So they saw the ad that raises awareness in one fell swoop, right? It's like, oh, okay, didn't know College of the Canyons did that. Um, there was a 20% ad recall lift rate, which is a, an approximate measure of the percentage of people who would remember seeing the ad within two days. And that's pretty high because um, it's higher than benchmark of, of 9%. So we really track that on the marketing side. Um, there were 1381 clicks on both LinkedIn and Twitter, 1391 engagement. So this is where they clicked on the ad, they retweeted it, they had comments to it. And there were about 2000 visits to that little landing page that we showed you um, that with LinkedIn and Twitter is, you know, um, uh, kind of a higher uh, as a main traffic referral to the page. So this really shows you the power of, of um of social media. And then there were 10 high valued appointments that were secured. So a 20% prospect to appointment conversion rate. We debriefed after this and we found some areas of improvement that we could do better next time. For example, coordination of your existing list, John, that was a big one because one of the clients ended back up on the list that we ended up calling. So on the appointment lab, we have to have current, like really clear, this is their list. This is who we're calling, that type of thing. Um, but overall, John, your your takeaway from the campaign, would love to hear it. Yes, absolutely. It was great to be, a, you know, an appointment end up on my calendar that I didn't set. Yes. Um, and those of us that are pretty busy doing everything, you can imagine that's, that's a wonderful thing. And um, so uh, Justin and I went out to the appointments and we uh, were doing training for some of those companies now, we're in talks for doing more, um, and it, 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 it helped us really get back connected. Um, I think, you know, it, it's really, too, the big, big success of it, too, is these impressions. Uh, it's those intangibles that we don't really, you know, you talk to somebody and they say, yeah, I'd like to get some, I'd like to train some of my employees. And you don't know that they saw this ad four or five times, and then they saw something else, and that's why they're talking to you. So it's behind the scenes, behind every employer. So I think that that really, um, uh, really got us recharged again in the community. People hearing about us say, hey, these guys are active, they're doing stuff. And then we actually end up in their office and, and have a meeting with them and set up some training. Um, <clears throat> the the thing that to, to keep in mind is that you know, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, uh, Selena and her group can only do so much. It's still up to us to get out there and convert them um, yes. into and make sure they know about our services and answer their questions. And employers have a huge variety of questions they may ask. Um, you never know quite what they're going to ask and you've got to be prepared for that. And um, but so 
but the the exposure, the brand awareness, getting us out there, and then actually setting up appointments, it was really exciting for us to be able to do that. And again, not to have to do it ourselves, but to just have them come in. And um, and it's like a a process where we can see that the we can see the history of the communications with the um, employer. So I could see Selena's team when they had communicated with that employer, kind of what they said. And then we get a little personal note back from from the individual telling us, hey, I talked to this guy. He's looking forward to your meeting. He probably wants to talk about this stuff. So um, we went out there prepared. And that was also really, really nice and kind of a coordinated effort. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a good experience. A lot of moving, a lot of moving pieces for sure in a campaign like this. John, did you ever, did you convert any of the 10? Like has, I'm just curious, uh, monetarily, were you able to convert some to customized training? Yes, we had a couple of companies where they were a little bit smaller and they only had, you know, a few, few employees they extended training, but they have, we have a couple from, um, I, I believe Mechanics Wear was one. Uh, where they're sending a couple of people to our to our uh, leadership programs. Dr. Barbara mm-hmm. Sweet is on here, and she delivers our our leadership training, um, as well as uh, does outreach for us too. Um, and so, a couple of other companies where we are we we are we able to we run classes where multiple employers will come and mm-hmm. send send people. I mean. Um, and so we were able to help those smaller companies when they only had one or two people they wanted to train and couldn't make a whole class um, right. by doing that. And then uh, we're in the talks with uh, converting another one. I'm trying to remember which one, but uh, there's another one where we're probably going to do some on-site training with them. It's coming up. Oh, that's great. Yes, so we were I'm able here. to convert some. Yes. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very curious to see um, as an example, um, you know, what you're able to get as an ROI out of that, you know, yeah. that whole piece of it. So I can, um, we can take a look at that and send that to you um, possibly when Justin's back from, from yeah. because back then you east. say, Oh, we uh, were able to pay for the campaign or, you know, we fell short, but we got this number. That kind of ROI is really important. Right. Um, so you have two options, really, everybody on the call. If you want a, cam- a lead generation campaign for your local area and you want to work with us, just give me a call on that. Um, and there, you know, we'll work out the costs and depending on the area and what you want to do. But this is free stuff that I've got on the screen here. And in your packet it says join the movement. So behind every employer.org forward slash join dash the dash movement and get on the locator map because we're doing a lot of advertising to push people to that national campaign website. And that's another touch point. That's brand awareness for you, your college and things of that nature. And if you go to that website, you'll see a little section that says, get on the locator map, okay? So with that, let me just look in the chat box and see if there are any questions. Okay, it doesn't look like it. I've got my contact information um, here in the package as well, if you wanna reach out. Couple of things, Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. We do run a social media work group for workforce and education professionals. So if you wanna get a little uh, more educated in that, just uh, connect with me on LinkedIn and say you wanna be part of the group and I'll add you to the group. Um, There are other resources on our blog, blog, which you can get to um, from our website. So you can check that out. And then again, all of these resources that we've developed for a contract ad, we will be posting them on the Upskill California website. I'm working with John uh, on that. In fact, I've got a meeting today to kind of figure out where to put everything that's easy for you all to find and kind of pull down. 
Um, so with that, John, I want to thank you. I want to thank Bill for uh, jumping in as well and sharing all that great information. Sure. Um, uh, Faith, I, we're going to miss you and, and Margaret terribly, but I will turn it back over to you to just kind of close out. Yes, we want to thank Selena for her contribution um, for all our, our statewide contract education. And we appreciate all the wisdom you give us for marketing our contract ed departments. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to her. Um, her contact information again is in the PowerPoint presentation and also in the chat room. Thank you all very much. And thank you, Selena. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, Bill. Bye-bye mm -hmm. now.